0: have to bring the house of the Lord unto those people. Amen. God is so good because he's given us an opportunity to share him with the world. And that's a glorious opportunity to let them know about God, to let them know about the Messiah, the anointed one, Christ, the savior, the Lord of Lords. So when we let them know about that, they can experience the joy that we experience being in him. Amen. I don't know about you, but we should always talk about his goodness. We should, In spite of what's going on, everybody know what we hear. Everybody know what's going on around us, but we should be speaking of his goodness. We should be speaking of his mercy, his love, his healing. We should not be speaking what the world is speaking. We should not be saying what the world is saying because if you're looking at the world, then you're looking to get what the world is looking to get. And we don't look to the world, we look to him. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you that we can look to you on today. We thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, your loving kindness. We thank you, God, for giving us another opportunity to come into this house and fellowship one with another. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against us today to harass us, to oppress us, to depress us, to bring sickness, to bring diseases. I speak that those attacks have been broken right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that we have the mind of Christ today. I thank you that the blood of Jesus covers us on today. I thank you that we're living up under Psalms 91 on today. No evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come now dwelling. For you have given your angels charge over us to keep us and guard us in all of our ways. And best, because we are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. We are abiding up under the shadows of the Almighty. And we can say unto the Lord that he is our refuge. He is our fortress. He is our strong tower. He is our sure defense. So, Lord, we thank you for that on today. Now, Lord, as I go forth, God, to preach, to teach your word on today, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every day we need a word from the Lord because we need to know what that day is going to bring. We don't know, but God knows. That's why we should get up early and get before him and ask him, God, what do you have for this day? Because the Bible said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So we should be rejoicing in today. Amen? Amen. In spite of the circumstances, we should be giving God glory. I am still teaching on. Everybody know, we want to... Go back into Numbers 21, and we're still teaching on seeing the word of God for what it is. Seeing the word of God for what it is. And I want to go back, and I want to move forward just a little bit, because I believe God is doing something here in Miracle Temple, and we want to keep moving. Numbers 21, and when we get there, just let us say amen. And we're going to begin at verse 4. And they journeyed from Mount Har by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the souls of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loaf this light bread. I want to talk again from where we was last week, dealing with seeing the word of God for what it is. I'm telling y'all, if we don't see the word of God for what it is, we're going to miss out on what we already have. Not only missing out on what we already have, but we're going to begin to accept what the world want us to accept. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. So we don't do like the world does. This is why we have to go into the word of God. And we have to say, God, what are you saying about this? If we're in the word of God on a daily basis and we're going in here to get our daily bread, then when things come up in our lives, we don't have to search through the word because we have made a deposit with the word. When you make a deposit, you're going to get a return. So whatever is going on around you, the word is going to bring you a return. We talked about when... In the beginning was the word. So we know that the word was here before anything was here. So we can count on the word of God. Nothing was made without the word of God. And that's what we have to keep in mind. Nothing was made without the word of God. Everything is upheld by the word of God. So if we, if everything is upheld by the word of God, we need the word of God. We cannot live without his word. Some people think that we don't need the word. Some people think that we can live without the word. But Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God's word will quicken us. God's word will bring life unto us. Without the word of God, we're living like dead people and don't even realize it. Even though we're born again, when we don't begin to speak life, Over these situations that's going on, then we're feeling the impact that the world is feeling. We're supposed to bring life into this dying world. When they get a bad report with the virus and everything that's going on around us, we should be speaking life into the atmosphere. We should say, no, that shall not come now my dwelling. I hear what you say, but this is what the word of God says. You got to understand that the word of God is greater than anything that can come on this earth. It is greater. The Bible say greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. So when we know that we have greater on the inside of us, we should not have no fear. We should be fearless because we know who we are in Him and we know what the world, the Word does. When you know what the Word does, yes, fear will wrap his head. Amen. It will pop up. But if you have made a deposit with this word, the word is going to supersede fear. Your faith is going to begin to rise up. You're going to begin to say, no, I don't accept that. No, that's not what God says. I'm standing on what God says. And I'm going to stand doing all. I'm going to stand. And by my standing, I'm going to rejoice. And again, I say I'm going to rejoice. Because God, you did not tell me that lie. You better know the lie from the truth. And it's getting so now. Christian folks don't know life from truth. They're asking God, is that really you? Come on, when we have to ask God, is that really him? We haven't been in the word long enough to identify that that's God. When you go into the word... And you get to know the word, you get intimate with the word, you have in fellowship, you got that relationship with the word, you participate and you're sharing with the word. You're going to know when God is speaking. You're going to know a lie from a truth. And when that lie come, you're going to say, oh, no, I bind that lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And the enemy, he's going to keep coming. Y'all got to understand that's his job. As long as you're here on this earth, he's going to bring deception. And he has to bring that deception through television, through radio. He has to bring it through people. He has to bring it through words. He has to say something to get you to turn away from what God has already said. And the more you get into this word, he's going to turn the fire up. It's going to get twice as hot. Because that's what he does. He know where his destiny is. So we have to start focusing on the word. Just like these Israelites here. God had brought them out of Egypt. God brought them out of Egypt. He got them a deliverer to bring them out of Egypt. When they come out of Egypt, they were still complaining. They still talked about the place that they were at. We determined the reason why they talked about this place. Because when they were coming out of Egypt and they put more work on them, hard labor, and they oppressed them, then that stayed with them. So no matter where where they went when things got hard, what was oppressing them would come up out of them, and it would take over what God is saying. And I believe some of us in this room is just like these Israelites. The Bible said because they had to go around another way. Come on, we want the easy way out. I don't know about you, but I want an easy way out. Sometimes we just say, okay, Lord, I just want an easy way out. Why can't it just go like this? Sometimes God said, I got to take you round this mountain. He said, but I'm going to be with you while you're going around the mountain because I'm going to teach you how to defeat some things that you think that cannot be defeated. I'm going to teach you to get to know me in a better way, to depend on me more than you depending on these things that you are going around. So we see here that they had to go around Edom. God would not take them that way, so it was a longer journey. What about you? You've been in the Word for a while. You've been standing on promises with your children, with your husband, with your wife, with your finances, and seem like you've been standing for years, and seem like there's no breakthrough, and you're like, God, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. But the point is, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to get something you already got? See, the problem is we don't do to get anything. We do it because we know what's already been done. See, don't ever try to get healing from God. Know you already healed. Because if you're trying to get some healing from God, you don't know what he done on the cross. See, we got God was when he when I was going back over this teaching, God was ministering to me. And God was saying, people do not really see the word the way they need to see it. He said if they see the word the way they need to see it, he said you're not going to a victory, you coming from victory. He said so if you're coming from a victory, you don't have to go try to do nothing to get something. You're speaking the word because you know what belonged to you. Let me say that again. If I know healing belongs to me, I'm not speaking the word to get healed. I'm speaking the word because it's already mine. He already made it available over 2,000 years ago. So whatever he already made available, it's already mine. The only think I have to do is fight the good fight of faith and believe what's already mine. That's why I can rest in the promises of God because it's already mine. When things begin to flare up in your life, you say, No, it already belonged to me. It was never yours. It was mine. Jesus paid the price for that. So anything you do according to the word... You're not doing it to get nothing. You are standing on what belongs to you. And you let the enemy know you are trespassing because that already belonged to me. And you're standing, you're guarding what belongs to you. And this is what God was telling the Israelites. God was with them. He was not going to leave them or forsake them. Everything that they will come upon, God was going to make provision for them. God knew that it's, it's already done. Already gave you my promise. Already made a covenant with you. The only thing you got to do is take me at my word. Amen. So I want to ask you this morning: Can you really take God at His word? Have you taken God at His word? Sometimes we can say yes. We can say a big yes because your body ain't racked in pain. Your bills are paid. Some of them are paid out. You don't, you're not having problem with your children, with your husband, with your mate. You're not having problems on your job. Everything is so peaceful so you can say, yes, Lord. It's easy to say, yes, Lord, then when everything is all right. But when something pops up, are you still saying, yes, Lord? Or are you saying, God, what did I do to deserve this? Come on, we know where we are when things happen in our lives. Don't think that things are not going to pop up in your life. As long as you're here on this earth, something is going to knock at your door. Something that you wasn't expecting to knock at your door. But I guarantee you this, when it start knocking at your door, God is not going to leave you ignorant. God is going to already reveal to you what's coming to your house. God's going to already tell you what to do and how to do it. God forewarns his people. He do not leave you ignorant of Satan devices. This is why we have to stay before him. We cannot make judgment on our own. We have to judge by the spirit. Quit speaking loosely. Quit speaking things that the word is not saying. Wait to hear what God wants you to speak with every given situation. Don't take it upon yourself because you feel a certain way. You got to speak a certain way. You speak according to the word, not according to how you feel. Because our feelings get us nothing. Because the Bible said the spirit is what quickens. The spirit is what brings life. The flesh profit nothing. The flesh is useless. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus was speaking life unto them, and they did not want to accept that life. They were going on the flesh. They were going on what they perceive. They were going on what they believe. What are we going on today? Because the more that we turn on the television, the more that things pop up on our phone, everybody is coming to a conclusion with what they believe about this virus. Everybody is saying, this is what you need to do. I want to ask y'all something. Have you ever washed your hands like you're washing them now? Have you ever bought sanitizer like you're buying it now? Have you ever told your kids to do this, but you ain't told them to do it before? Have you ever been wiping off stuff, cleaning your house, and never done it before? That mean you scared. Because everything that you were doing before, come on. Why are you trying to step up your game now? Because people scared. Now you're ready to clean off every surface. Now you're telling people, wear your hand, man, wash your hand. Here, take this sanitizer. You ain't been told them to take no sanitizer. they sneezing all over you and you just going about your business and you never was worried about it before. And now you're ducking and dodging. Church. Come on. I just want to tell the truth. I want to tell the truth. Are you doing your normal routines like you always do it? Are you stepping up your game and you doing more because you're scared? Because you watching the television and you going by what the television said. If you always was a clean person, you should still be a clean person without the news telling you to be clean. If you always clean your bathroom, your bathroom should always be clean. That tell me some nastiness in the church. Because anything you didn't clean before you heard this, you were nasty. I'm just speaking truth. Be who you are, because after this fade over, you're going to go back to the same nastiness you were before. No cleaning toilets, no cleaning kitchen, no wiping off nothing, just laying in your bed, even in changing your sheets. It's truth. Come on, just be who you are, because whatever is in you is going to come out of you. You may change for a little bit. But after that little bit, you go back to the same routine because it's a pattern that's in your life. People only change because the world tell you this is what you got to do. But I know a man who was on a throne and he came down, which was the word, and he took on flesh. And he walked amongst every sickness, every disease. He walked amongst everything on the earth and it did not move him because he know who he was. And he knew who his father was. And some people say, now you talking foolishness. No, you talking foolishness. Because I know what the word says. And if the word says it, either we're going to believe it or we're not going to believe it. Because you don't know who you around. You ain't going to know who you around. And today say, Um, we're going to test this person. Then you're going to be, oh, Jesus. I was just around them yesterday. You don't know what people are carrying. Come on, people sleeping with people and don't even know they're HIV positive. Right. Until somebody tell you, before all that, you're living a good life. Then as soon as they send you something from the health department, you just say, kill me now. <laughs> Y'all, this is life. This is why our decisions have to be made according to the word of God, not according to you getting heated in your flesh. You are human. You're going to get stirred up, men and women, in your flesh. But the Bible will calm down flesh. This Bible will quicken the flesh. People say, you know, people young, that's what they're going to do. No, 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 no. That's what they choose to do. Because a man can run from a woman. And a woman can run from a man. Come on, don't tell me you can't. If you tell me you can't, you ain't truly saved. Because God gives you the Holy Spirit to help you run. To help you flee. But he ain't going to just stay stay there and say, angels, tie them up. He's not going to do that. He's not going to say, get rope, invisible rope, and tie them up so they won't go after that woman or that man. He's going to send the word to you. And then you're supposed to hearken unto the voice of God. You don't supposed to be moved by everything that's moving around you. Love will constrain you. When you got the love of God in you, you don't move because everybody else is moving. You don't do what everybody else is doing. See, some people say, that apostle Amanda, she too holy. She don't do nothing. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do a lot of things. But it's one thing I refuse to do is sin. And if sin come at me, I know how to handle it. Through the word of God. If I got a thought that's wrong, I know how to cast it down. I can either leave it there or I can entertain the thought, but I have a choice. You have a choice of what you do and whatever you choose. That's what you chose to do. And don't blame God for it because God gave us the right to choose, but he wants us to choose life. And if you know what the word of God says, this is why these people got martyred. This is why these people got locked up because they chose life. They even had out that Jesus was sleeping around with somebody. (laughs) I don't read that in the Word. But they say he had to be human. Yeah, he was human. He was tempted just like we were, except without sin. Because if he had sin, he couldn't lay down his life for us. Jesus probably faced a lot of loose women, but he knew what to do with them women. He gave them the Word of God and he shut them down. He probably did come in contact with Mary Magdalene when she had all them demons. But he cast them demons out and let her know, I'm king of kings and I'm lord of lords. And every demon that's in you going to bow down before me. So when you know who's in you, the greater one that's in you, you begin to speak nothing but truth. You don't entertain that. When you begin to entertain that, you begin to accept that because you want to make that a part of you. We need to quit making excuses, y'all. There is no excuse when you have life in front of you. We have to go into into the word of life. When we look at these Israelites, when we get so discouraged, y'all, we just lay down the word. We don't look at the word of God the way we used to look at it. Because we go through different things. So they became discouraged, and when you become discouraged, you're going to start complaining. Don't tell me you're not when things don't seem like they're going the way they need to go. You're going to be complaining because you discouraged. you're tired. But then they, the one thing that got me in this verse, when they call the bread, the manna, that God gave them from heaven, they called it worthless. They called it useless. Some of us may say today, I have never called the word worthless. I have never called it useless. I'm going to prove to you that you have. Because anytime you go from this word to what the world is doing, the world is more effective than the word that's useless. Anytime you're not doing what the word of God tell you to do because you're thinking that this is going to work above his word, you're calling the word of God useless. Anytime you let somebody that's in front of you do something outside of this word and you're not giving them truth, it's worthless. And this is what they were calling it, worthless. They were calling it useless. Each time God provided for them, they were happy. But when situations popped up in their life, they went back to the same routine, complaining about the same thing. We do the same thing, y'all. We may do it in a different way. But we complain. We murmur. Some of us may not murmur the same, but we still murmur. We still complain. We still saying, God, I'm not satisfied with this. God, I'm not satisfied with that. But we need to say, God, though I'm not satisfied, I'm thankful because God, I could be in a worse situation. God, I could be in a situation where I don't have no job, where no money is coming in the house. But God, you saw fit for me to be here. So while I'm here, God, I'm going to give you glory. Do I like the situation? No, God, I don't like it. It's no use to lying. But God, give me the strength, God, to stay where I am until you see fit for me to go where you have for me to go. So while I'm here, God, help me to make a change. Help them to see your glory through me. See, we don't talk like that. The only thing we want to do is complain. Not enough money. They always got me doing this. Lord, thank you that I'm able. Lord, thank you that I'm able to do it. God, whatever they meaning for harm, you're going to turn it around. You're going to make it for good. But you told me while I'm here that I'm supposed to honor those that are in authority. God, that's what I'm going to do. Regardless of what it looked like, I'm going to do what your word tell me to do. Because I'm not working unto man, I'm working unto you. They need to see you, they don't need to see me. So they were so discouraged. And we determined they were discouraged because of the oppression that they had in the beginning. God was bringing them out, but they oppressed them even more because they wanted to come out. This is what the enemy does to us. The closer we get... To what God has for us. The enemy is going to turn up the heat. Hotter and hotter. He's going to put thoughts in our mind. He's going to put people in our path. To disencourage us. But this is what the enemy does. Because Pharaoh told them. Make the work twice as hard. So they won't believe those words. That Moses is bringing. And that's what the enemy is doing to us y'all. He wants things and distractions. And everything to be in our lives. So we won't focus on what God is saying unto us. God want us to keep our focus to the point that no matter which way the enemy come, we still have the same word. And we have that word coming from our heart, not coming from our head. We're not just saying it with our lips, but it's really coming from deep within us because we have planted that seed. And we're believing and we're standing on what God is saying and not on what we believe. God's word is true, y'all. Each time you go into this word and you meditate on this word, it brings life unto you. It brings peace unto you, even in the midst of the storm. Have you ever been in a place and you have so much peace and you say, God, in this situation, I shouldn't have it. But God, I have it because I know that you're with me. God, I don't even know what to do, but I'm at peace. So evidently, God, you're doing something I don't know about. So I'm just going to worship you. I'm just going to give you glory Through what I'm going through right now. Because God, whatever is meant for my harm. God, you already turned it around. You made it for my good. God, as long as I'm here on this earth, God. And I'm speaking truth. The world is going to hate me because they hated you. But God, I'm just asking you. Help me, Holy Spirit, to get through these changes. Help me to get through what I'm going through. Come on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't never ask him to take them out of the fight. Because they trusted God before they went into the fire. And this is what God is saying. He said, when you speak my word, don't speak my word to get nothing to happen. Speak my word because you know it's already happened. So Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they spoke what have already been. You got to speak what's already been. You don't just speak it and wait for it to happen. You speak it because you know it's already happened. When he was showing me Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he'll go back and he'll rehearse these different men and women of God in the word. And when they got ready to go in, before they got ready to go in, they wouldn't bow down. No matter what they told them to do, they would not bow down. That king said, make that fire seven times as hot. Come on, if you heard that? Come on, you wouldn't only bow down, you would dodge down. You have your face on that carpet and say, I'm, 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 I'm about, I'm about, and you'll be down there, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, I'm about, I don't wanna die. Lord, I don't wanna die. That's where some of us are right now. Come on, let's just be honest. If somebody come in here and start shooting, praise Jesus, they don't. But what you gonna do? You're gonna die. You may be calling Jesus, but you're gonna get out the way, right? No, they stood the test. They told him, no matter which way you go, they even said, if I die, so be it. But I'm not bowing down to your God. That's just how strong their faith was. When they went in the fire, y'all got to understand, they knew that he was with them before they went in. And when they went in, God was proving himself to that king. He said, I see four men walking around in that fire. And one looked like the son of God. They come out. They went in bound, y'all. Have you ever been in a situation, you so bound, but you know God is your deliverer? Come on, let's tell the truth. You so bound, you so heavy, but you know, God, you the only one that can deliver me out of this. No matter how I feel, you still my deliverer. I'm still coming out, God. So they come out, not even smelling like smoke. Why? Because they went in trusting God. See, we got to go in trusting. We got to go out trusting. We got to go in believing God that your word worked. You got to see his word even before you speak his word. So they were seeing the word of God. And even as they began to speak the word of God, they saw themselves coming out. So this is what we have to do. We have to have an assurance of the word of God. How do we have an assurance staying in it, meditating on it, not just having a five-minute session. You may start out with five minutes. But if you meditate meditating in those five minutes and you reading and all of a sudden the word of God just pop out. That's God speaking to you and you say, wait a minute, let me stop right there. God, you're saying something to me. What are you saying to me today, God, that you want me to have? And if you take that one verse and you stay right there and all of a sudden you feel some life coming to you. Because God has spoken a word to you. You can't just go in the word and just go in there and shed it. You have to go into the word and say, God, I need to hear from you. As I go into this word, speak to my heart, God. Let me know what you want me to do and how you want me to do it today. God, I can't do this by myself. God, I need the help of the word. So we see their discouragement. But each time they move, God was right there with them and God is here with us now y'all so no matter what's in the atmosphere if we're speaking life into that dead atmosphere it will bring forth what life God has us in a bubble the ones that are in the bubble are the ones that say God I trust you because y'all we going in and out of places we can't stop our routine because they're saying this is happening we have to go trusting God believing God that no matter where I go God you're here with me you have your angels protecting me and whatever's, and I see this when I'm speaking this, I see walking and I see the angel take that wing and just put it right there in front of you. Everywhere you go where the angel see danger, he loose those wings and he cover you. Why? Because you speaking the word. Before you left home, you begin to speak in Psalms 91, not speaking it because you're afraid, but you speaking it to remind you of what he said. So as you're walking, being that you done saturated the atmosphere with Psalms 91, everywhere you go, God got his angels surrounding you to keep you and guard you in all your ways. Those that fear the Lord, it's a promise that says the angels of the Lord will encamp round about you. Because you reverence the Lord. Because you don't look at this word as being worthless. You don't look at this word as being useless. You look at this word for what it is. This word brings me life. So everywhere I go, I have the life of God going with me. He is in you. The word is in you. You're taking the word with you wherever you go. But God say, release me. Release me so I can do a work amongst you so people know that I am Lord. That people know that I am the Savior. God said, I want to manifest myself to the world through you. So everywhere we go, we need to manifest him by using the word of God. God took me back to David and Goliath. I said, God, had them been there. So I went back to David and Goliath, and as I was reading about David and Goliath, I could see him and how his dad just told him. He said, I want you to go check on your other brothers, and I want you to take this to your brothers, and I want you to take this to the king. So when David went, one thing I like about David, he was a shepherd, and David just didn't drop his sheep off with in and everybody. David made sure his sheep were taken care of before he left. But when he left and he saw how they were in battle and how they were running from that Philistine. Y'all, it was so funny when I was reading it and how they were at the battle, but they wasn't really ready to go to battle. But they were there. I'm going to say this. sometimes we can be in a place, but we're not in that place. We're just in that place to tell people I'm here. You can be coming up in here every Sunday and just to say I'm here, but you're not here. So they were right there at the battle. So that Philistine, what was so funny? God showed me with the Philistine, he said. The Philistine know who he is. He said, am I not a Philistine? That's all he had to say. Because they knew that those Philistines were defeating them. So when he said, am I not a Philistine? He identified himself with who he was. He knew his identity. So they were running from him. He said, send me a man that can defeat me. If he defeat me, we'll serve y'all. But if we defeat y'all, y'all going to serve us. He was so sure of who he was that he wasn't afraid. So when he came out and he talked, the mess they ran... But old David, when David come out and they was telling David about it, David began to speak according to the word of God. David did not put himself out there. He put God out there. The Lord of hosts will be the one that defeats you. He let him know it ain't going to be David. He said, cause if you messing with David, you messing with the Lord of hosts. So the Lord of hosts is going to be the one that take you down, but he's going to use me trusting in the Lord of hosts to take you down. So when we trust in the word of God, for what it is, we can go into any battle and say, you ain't messing with me. You're messing with my God. And who is God to you today? Who have you called on this morning? When you woke up this morning, what God were you calling on? Were you calling on King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Were you calling on El Shaddai? Were you calling on Rafa? Who were you calling on this morning? El Roy? Who were you calling So when you spend time with him, you know who to call in the time of battle. Then God took me to Ruth. I said, okay, God, I'm looking at Ruth. Ruth was a Moabitess. She was not even part of the Israelites, but she married into them. And when Ruth's husband died and Naomi's husband died and then Oprah's husband died, her sons died and her husbands died. So Naomi was going back to her country. Now, Ruth was serving other gods, but guess what? She saw something in Naomi that she wanted to leave everything that she had. Is somebody seeing something in you when they're around you to leave the God that they're serving to follow the God? Does somebody want something? that you have and really don't understand what you have yet but they're saying there's something about that Amelia Lee back there it's something about her that i want and in order for me to know what it is i got to hang out with her because every time i'm around her i feel some peace every time i'm around her i feel like there's nothing that i cannot do i remember my daddy shared this with me with granddaddy and i may be not saying it the way he would say it but i remember it this way he was telling us when you would go talk to granddaddy, in which he's right. He said, no matter what situation you were in, no matter how tough that situation seemed, he said, by the time you left granddaddy's house, you felt like you can conquer anything. You felt like it was already, come on, you felt like it was already taken care of. And the reason why, cause he bought nothing but word. So when he bought that word, you left out of there. My bills paid. You left out of there. I'm already healed. You left out of there. I ain't crazy no more. Come on, because he bought nothing but life. He bought nothing but the word. Who is following you? Who don't want to leave your side? Because when they buy you, they feel secure. They feel so much peace. They don't hear mumbling and complaining. They're saying, just let me just sit here for a while. Because what you have, I need it. And they ain't even open their mouth. But you can feel the presence of God being around that person. That's what happened to Peter in the Bible. When Peter, when they, when his shadow passed, people were healed because of his shadow. It was because of the glory of the Lord that Peter was carrying. So we have to be followers of the word. Y'all, when you're followers of the word and you got people walking with you that's not serving the same God, it's either going to draw them or drive them. You cannot tell me that you are in the Word of God the way you need to be and you still got loose people hanging with you and they still are not ready to change. You got to go back in your prayer clause So say, Wait a minute, God. Change should have come. Ch- I shouldn't be the one changing. They should be the one changing because of the God that's in me. Because you're speaking up for what you believe. So Paul say, Follow me. As I follow Christ, some of us don't know what it means to follow Christ because we're entangling the world with the word. We're trying to make everything be the same. Let me tell you all something. When he translated us out of darkness, when he took us out of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of light, that means I shouldn't have nothing else to do with darkness. Darkness is going to be there, but I shouldn't be participating in darkness. You are in a fallen world, but you don't participate in what the world does. Anytime he pull you out of something, you don't have a foot in it. You got to take your whole self out of that thing because you're letting people know this is not who I am no more. I'll, I'll give you another example. See, I'm going to break it down. Well, it's, it's sort of a good example, but some of you still playing around with this too. When you get married, and I talked about this. Last Sunday, you leave your mom and daddy house, right? And then you get a new last name. Some of us try to keep that last name in there. Amanda Teresa Walker Bryant. I kept that walker. Some of us keep that last name to let people identify I'm still that walker. But you don't have to do that because they'll look at you and say, you're a walker. But what I'm saying is once you leave out of that dad and mom's house, then guess what? That last name that you took, that's who you come together with, right? You don't go back to mom and dad house for money. Let me say this again. If a man took you out of your mom and daddy house, that man's supposed to be man enough to take care of you. And if he's not man enough to take care of you, he should have left you where you were. Let me say it again. Everybody want to marry somebody, you better know whom you marry. Because if that man cannot support himself, hello, somebody. If that man cannot buy grits and grocery, hello, somebody. And don't know how to cook the grits with the grocery, hello, somebody. Don't know how to change all. don't know how to change a time, don't know how to check all. don't even know how to see what's going on and daddy cause if a woman got to do all that what she need with that man but we want a man cause they look good they smell good and they're wearing their daddy's deodorant they're wearing their daddy's drawers they're wearing their daddy's everything and when they go home they got to put it back in daddy's room and go back in the room that daddy and mama supply. Who want a man that can't take care of themselves? Leave them with mama. Because evidently, there's a problem. We raise men. We raise women. Who want a woman that don't know how to put some water on the stove for at the ball? Who want a woman that don't know how to iron clothes? Don't know how to wash dishes? Don't even know how to cook instant grits? But we want to be married. just to say we got that last name and both of you suffering and begging from mom and daddy house. People don't want to hear this true. Why, why did I say all that? I said all that to say this: When I go to my father' house with what's written? It never changed. When my father raised me right, I can stand on what my father said, and I don't have to go back into the natural. I remain in the supernatural because I believe in what he said. That's why you got to have parents that raise you according to the word, not according to what the world does. We got to tell them regardless if they like it or not, I hear what you're saying, but let me tell you what the word says. And when you hear what the word of God is saying, guess what? When you get in your sticky situation, that's what you're going to hear. And guess what? When a daddy treats his daughter like a queen, ain't no man going to be able to pick her up any kind of way. When a daddy tell the daughter, this is how man's supposed to treat you. That daughter ain't going to fall for any and every man. But when the daddy don't treat the daughters right or the mama's right, the daughter's going to go with any man that she feel like can love her. See, money buys women. Y'all didn't know? Money will buy a woman, some of them. Thank God I'm not moved by money. Mm-mm. Because money will change. Money will take legs and run, not walk. Money don't walk, it run. Because as soon as you get it, it's done ran. You have it in your hand, it's done ran to somebody else that you owe. If you pay home, you owe. Come on, y'all. It takes the word. I'm telling y'all truth. This is why some of us miss it. Because we do it according to how we feel, not according to the word. The word will break your flesh. The word will make you feel like, why, God, why? That's when you know you're breaking that flesh down. And you're not going on how you feel. But Ruth, Ruth left what she was familiar with because she knew Naomi had something that she needed. Naomi was serving a God that was a provider. She was serving a God that she she knew that she didn't have, but she knew a God would give her what she needed. So she went back to her homeland. Naomi followed, uh, Ruth followed her, but the other daughter-in-law did not follow her. But guess what Ruth did? Ruth had to make a confession. She said, wherever you lay your head, I'll lay my head. Wherever you die, I'll die. Wherever you're buried, I'm buried. Basically, wherever you go, I'm going. No matter what the situation is, I'm going to go with you, Naomi. And guess what she did? She went out there and worked them fields. She went behind the reaper's. Because when they looked at poor people, the poor people would have to go behind them and pick up the leftovers. She did it in humility. She didn't do it feeling ashamed. She did it because she knew what they needed. You know what? We got some arrogant folk. People don't want to take what God is telling them to take because they say I'm too good for that. God said, I have to trust you with little before I can give you much. If you can't take this job, I'm not giving you a high-paying job. He said, I'm breaking that pride in you. It ain't what you want. It's it's where I want to put you. It's where I want to place you. See, God have to bring you up the ladder. He bring you up. Promotion don't come from the east nor from the west. Promotion come from God. He put up and he sat down. We get so above ourselves, we tell people what we're not going to do. Man don't work, he don't eat. We take what God want us to take because he know what we are capable of doing at that time. So, y'all, we need the word of God. We cannot live without this word. We cannot breathe without this word. That's why we have to know what the word of God is. We got to know what it is. We got to know what it does. And when we do, guess what? We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live the way everybody else is living. When the economy change, we know who we are. We know that we're going to be taken care of because God is going to prepare us for the change. He's going to tell us what to do before the change come. That's just how good God is. That's just how good his word is. He took me after we left Ruth. Y'all know what Ruth did. She did it into humility. They already knew Ruth's story. God was already giving Ruth favor. Guess what? She found her Boaz. And she didn't find her Boaz loosely either. She found her Boaz the right way. And Boaz took care of Ruth too. He took care of Ruth. He made sure. See, that's what a good man to do. A good man have his stuff already in order. Boaz had his house already in order. So before Bo, uh, Ruth come into his house, Boaz had a house to put Ruth in. Amen. Hello, somebody. Don't take me back to your mama and daddy house. Amen. Show me your house. Show me what you have. Listen here, ladies. I'm back here. Do not fall for that mess. You can do bad by yourself. And women, I advise you to get yourself in a situation before you meet a man to know that you can take care of yourself. Do not wait on a man to take care of you and think that you ain't going to work and they got to do all the work No, take care of yourself, get well-educated, get in a position that you can take care of you and you have a father. First of all, is having a father, a loving father from above that will teach you the way of life so you won't accept in and everything, amen? So Ruth got her Boaz. Then God began to take me, I'm going to this place with Mary. Y'all remember Mary, which was the virgin? Virgin mean that she didn't sleep with no man. But God chose Mary out of all those virgins to carry the word of God. But when he went to Mary, Mary said, how is this going to be? I have been with no man. He said, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to come in and overshadow you, Mary. And this is how you're going to conceive in your womb the word of God. This is how we conceive the word of God. When we hear the word, when the word is speaking to us, it is up to us to accept that word or not to accept that word. When Mary heard this word, when Gabriel explained the word to her, she took that word. She said, be it unto me according to what you said. And God was letting her know my word is not void of power. So what we have to know today is God's word is not void of power. What man see impossible, God makes it possible according to his word. God want us to stand on his word now, y'all, like never before. I am so grieved. Sometimes I have to turn off the television. Some of that ignorant mess. See, when you, when you load it with the word of God and you know what the word is saying, you got to turn off ignorance. Because people talk ignorance on television. And you got to go outside of that ignorance say, ah, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Tabloids, all of this stuff, they putting stuff out there to get money. They're putting stuff out there to stop the economy. If we don't speak truth, y'all, over what they're speaking, some of us will be lost. Because we're dependent on that stuff for us to make it. But if you have always depended on God, you know you're not going to lose anything. If you worry worried about losing anything, that's because your trust is not in God. God is not going to put you in a place and take you out of that place. Are you going to have things that occur in those places? Yes, you are. But when you can stand on the word of God and know what the word of God is saying, you will continually stand. Mary took that word. And when she took that word and conceived that word, guess what? Elizabeth came into agreement with what she had conceived. See, if I'm conceiving the word of God in my womb and I come in the midst of you and I begin to speak that word, your babies are going to begin to leap because you're going to feel that joy because that joy is coming from the word of God. So Elizabeth, she began, the baby inside her began to leap when Mary began to speak. But the thing was, Elizabeth said, because you believe there's going to be a performance based on what you believed. So what am I saying to you today? Because Mary took him at his word, guess what? That word came to pass. But she has some oppositions. You're going to have some oppositions. But God is going to take care of every opposition that come up against you because he said, I'm watching over my word to perform it in your life. God watches over his word, y'all. So whatever you got going on in your life, know that God is watching over that word and it shall be performed. God is a good God, and God is not going to go back on his word. He said, my word is forever settled in heaven. And then he said this. He said, pay attention to my words. Let them not depart. From what? Nope. I'm sorry. Pay attention to my word. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. When he means pay attention to my word, our focus is supposed to be on his word no matter what. That means no matter what goes on in our lives, we're supposed to pay close attention to what God has said to us. We don't take our eyes off of what God has said. Pay attention to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings, his sayings, not what man is saying. He said, I want you to incline your ear unto what I have said. Y'all, sometimes that can be tough, can it not? Because when you got people around you talking so much foolishness, you have to shut the door. You have to say, okay, talk to you. Because sometimes you can't even talk to people that's talking foolishness. They don't want to hear, when you tell them what the word is saying, they'll come back with something else. Well, you just got to use common sense because, yeah, the word say this, but, oh, uh-uh, 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 ain't, ain't no but with the word. Ain't no but with the word. If the word says it, that's what the word means. And I know I didn't misinterpret it. Because if the word says that I'm prosperous, I'm prosperous, no matter what my bank accounts say. If the word said I'm healed, I'm healed, no matter how I feel. Amen. The word don't change. We don't make excuses because we still feel in this way. I may still feel this way, but God is not man that he should lie. Amen. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it? Shall he not make it good? Amen. He said, because my word ain't coming back up here void. It's not coming back to me empty. He said, but it's going to go out and accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing I sent it to do. He said, so that's what they say. But what did I say? Because Abraham said, yes, I was old. Yes, Sarah was old. He said, but I was fully persuaded that what God said, that he was going to perform it. So don't deny what's going on in your life. Say, yes, this is going on in my life. But this is what God has to say. And this is what I'm going to go on. Is what God is saying. Have we got there yet? Let's be honest. Have we got to the place that we're not moved by what we hear, by our five senses? Are we there, y'all? That's what you got to ask yourself. Lord, am I being moved by everything that's being said in the news? And if you're being moved You should be moved by the word and saying, I hear what you say, but that ain't what God is saying. We have to be on one accord. That's why a divided church, a divided house will not stand. God said, can you take my word and say, God, I trust you outside of what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. Because the word is the only thing going to last. The Bible say heaven and earth is going to pass away. But the word will stand, y'all. The word will stand. Everything else is going to pass. So if the word is the only thing that's going to stand, what should we be standing on? The word of God. So through all our discouragement, because we do get disencouraged, we do have fear that pop up. We're supposed to take what we have deposited and say, Holy Spirit, remind me of what God is saying right now. It was a time in the Israelites' life that they were so discouraged when God sent Moses back to them to tell them they were coming out. They didn't want to hear Moses no more. They did not want to hear what he had to say because they were so oppressed. They were so depressed. I don't know about you, but I've been in that situation. When somebody's telling me something and I'm like, no, no, I don't want to hear that. But let me tell you something. When you grab hold to this and truly grab hold to this, you begin to shout You begin to leap. You begin to cry out and say, God, you said it. God, I know you're going to do it. And God, the only thing I have to do is stand on it right now. Stay focused on what he's saying. Do not focus on what everybody else is doing. Y'all, everybody is not the same. I don't care how saved they are. They are not the same. Some people talk a good game, but when trouble comes, you don't see them. But they're still talking the same game, but you don't see them. Let's speak the word. Let's rise up to be who God has called us to be, for real. And as we do that, y'all, we will see change in our lives. Quit talking about what man is saying. Let's say what God is saying. And let's watch God manifest himself over man. God want to manifest, y'all. Let's allow him to do it. And we're the ones that manifest him to the world. So let him be whom he need to be. Let him be home he need to be. Y'all, God is so good, and he's so awesome, and he's so worthy. And every time I get into this word, I have to repent. Because I go back and say, oh, God. Oh, God, have I thought things that I should not have thought? God, I I just want to erase everything that I put there that you didn't put there. That was my way of thinking. You want me to think on things above And not on things of this earth. You want my mind to be transformed and renewed according to your word. That's the only way change is going to come. It's through the renewing of our mind. Y'all, let's let go of everything that we think is right. And let's grab hold to what's written. So it can become spoken. A rhema word. Come on and get God a hand clap of praise. And what we want to do today... We want to pray over the ones that are going through in their bodies because we got a lot of people that's going through different challenges in their bodies and they keep going through it over and over again. And sometimes you think you get over a huddle and then there's another, right? One thing leave, here come another. But guess what? We have the greater. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And he defeated everything that needs to be defeated. We're not speaking over people's bodies to get something done. We're speaking over people's bodies because we know what we already have. If we think that way, if we already have it, just like your money, if you're going to buy something, you don't show up in a store with no money. You show up in that store because you know what you already have before you get to that store, right? We already have healing. We already have prosperity. We already have peace. We already have joy. Everything we need is already in us. But we need to get to know what we already have. And when we do... We can use it. Amen? So today, if there's anybody in here, anyone that's going through in your body...